31 degrees in Hutchinson at 7 o'clock. I'm Nick Gosnell. Good morning. The annual Bryce Ludy Jazz Festival is coming to Hutch CC this week. Greg Wise is the jazz professor at Hutchinson Community College. We have Jeff Coffin coming in as our guest artist. He is the saxophonist for the Dave Matthews Band. And if you're a jazz fan, you may also be familiar with him from Bella Fleck and the Flecktones three-time Grammy Award winner, and 28 high school and middle school bands will get the chance to perform some music for him and our two other guest clinicians. And then they'll have a 20-minute uh, clinic period where they'll get to work one-on-one with those clinicians working on things like improvisation, playing as an ensemble, you know, dynamics, articulation, and style. Also on Thursday, Coffin will be offering a free master class open to the public. It'll start at noon in the B.J. Warner Recital Hall of Stringer Fine Arts Center. This is the biggest festival that we've had so far and we're going to be going just about 8 8 a.m till about 4 30 both days now in its 49th year the festival was named for longtime hutch cc jazz instructor bryce ludy following his passing in 2014 the concert will include performances by the hutch cc concert jazz band under the direction of wise and the bryce ludy jazz festival all-star band you know we train our young jazz musicians not only to learn their basic techniques that all musicians do like scales and chords and all that stuff uh, but also to kind of learning music as a language so you're having to create and converse on your own. Tickets for the concert are just $10 for adults, $8 for senior citizens, $5 for high school students and children and Hutchinson Community College students faculty and staff are admitted free with a valid college ID. Tickets are available by calling the Fine Arts Ticket Office 620 Six five three five zero three. Advanced purchase of tickets is recommended. The Heartland Together project in Reno County continuing forward, according to Jackson Swearer. He is with Startup Hutch and talked a little bit about that project as part of the morning show on Friday. We're in the middle of the experiment phase of that process. Heartland Together is a program being brought to Reno County by the Kansas Leadership Center out of Wichita and the Kauffman Foundation, which is one of the larger regional private foundations that funds entrepreneurship work. And the real goal of that program across four communities across kind of the Heartland region of the country, which includes Reno County, is to try to expand entrepreneurship ecosystems. We won an award from Network Kansas last year for our entrepreneurship ecosystem cultivation. So they were looking to our community as a place where we could really try to level that up. There was a flagship experience in November that prompted new ideas. They're trying some of those ideas out now. And out of that came seven groups of people who are all trying different sort of small experiments. Um, So a couple of examples of those. So one group designed and is implementing a peer coaching process for entrepreneurs to try to get folks together to learn from each other. Another group uh, put together and plans to distribute QR codes to try to direct people to different entrepreneurial resources. Those are just a couple of ideas. Some limited grant funding from the Kaufman Foundation helping with those experiments. Lance Patterson is with the Hutchinson Boys and Girls Club and celebrated his 20-year anniversary with the club recently. He's glad to continue to be involved with mentoring kids in the Hutchinson and Reno County community. Relationships, building those strong relationships, it makes the Boys and Girls Club what a Boys and Girls Club is. And when we listen to some of our teen members who say, you know, I just want to be able to do the same things that, you know, when I was a kid, 
that teenager did for me. You know, I feel like I need to give back. I mean, that that's the power of that relationship. Seeing that happen with the older teens, with the younger kids, and getting feedback when it happens from those that come back to the club is gratifying. A lot of times, you know, we, we see the kids, we see them for, uh, you know, for a, a lot of time, for a short period of time of their lives. And those those interactions do make a lifetime impression on their life. The cool thing about working with kids is knowing that, that what you do, you're probably not going to get thanked for, but it is making a huge difference that's going to last them a lifetime. Mentoring also is having positive voices in kids' lives that are not necessarily those from their parents. Those details at HutchPost.com. It's 7.05. As part of their agenda on Wednesday, the Board of County Commissioners to set a date and time to canvass the March 19, 2024 presidential preference primary election. According to Deputy Elections Clerk Jenna Fager, the recommended canvassing date would be Wednesday, the 27th of March at 8 in the morning in the Reno County Courthouse Annex Conference Room. The rules for the presidential preference primary state the canvassing date must be conducted no later than eight days following the election the board of county commissioners meets at 9 30 wednesday morning in the veterans room of the reno county courthouse speaking of elections we're talking a little bit more about august and november in this case according to a friday report from jenna fager there have been some filings for the 2024 election current filings reno county commissioner district 2 ron hurst republican reno county sheriff darren Campbell, Republican, Reno County Clerk Donna Patton, Republican, and Reno County Treasurer Rochelle Calvert, Republican, have already filed to be a part of those races. Hurst, Campbell, and Patton are all incumbents. Calvert was elected by the Precincts Committee to finish out Brenda Kowitz's term, but has not yet faced a general election as she was the assistant to Kowitz until Kowitz's retirement that took place at the end of the year. Also, a long phase-in period going to be key to any future that there may be for India and the United States in terms of trade. We had a chance to talk to Raj Bala. He is the Brennison Distinguished Professor of Law at the University of Kansas. I think it depends on the expectation level on both sides, whether India would enter into a free trade agreement with the United States. If the United States expects market access for goods and services in as comprehensive a way as the U.S. has with Canada and Mexico under NAFTA 1.0 and now under NAFTA 2.0, the U.S. MCA. That's not going to happen. India does have a legitimate concern about protecting its millions of small and medium-sized shops and companies and also its farmers who operate on much smaller plot sizes than Americans. American expectations for grand market access can intersect with Indian concerns about protecting certain sectors, especially sectors that involve a lot of employment, namely agriculture and autos, by having long phase-in periods. By long, Paul is not talking years, but rather decades, potentially. Why is it worth U.S. time and effort then? The big benefit, obviously, is that 1.4 billion person market, which continues to grow, Whereas, as we just saw last week, the Chinese population has declined for the second year in a row. China is not the growing market. It is India. 
Between those facts and the more palatable democratic structure of Indian government as opposed to China's communist regime, it's likely worth additional exploration to find areas where the Indian growing need for goods matches areas where the United States can become the provider of choice for things that India cannot get domestically. Also, phase one of the shooting range for the Reno County Sheriff's Office is on the agenda for the Board of County Commissioners on Wednesday. Sheriff's Office and Hutton Construction working on details. They've got those worked out. They think the proposal will go before the commission. It's 709.